Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to poker tournament strategy. Now here's your host, Clayton Fletcher. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, sponsored by ACR Poker where we finally wrapped up the WAS, the Winter Online Super Series, which was a tremendous success. I want to let you guys know that the hot new thing at ACR Poker right now is Big Poker Thursdays, especially if you're like me and you like to watch a lot of football on Sunday. You now have another day of the week where the action is hot and the guarantees are high. We've actually increased the guarantee on 22 different Thursday tournaments on ACR Poker by $315,000. And now the Thursday guarantee total is over $1 million. My name is Clayton Fletcher. I'm in New York City. Hoping that you all enjoyed a very nice Thanksgiving with family and friends and that no one got so angry about politics that he knocked over a table. Nobody likes stuffing in the carpet. Anyway, uh, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. It's a great time to remember all the things in life that we should be happy for and thankful for. So I hope that you all did that. I did a good amount of that myself, some of it even here on the podcast last week. I want to thank you guys, by the way, for all the generous and loving feedback about last week's episode, wherein I said the fans, the listeners are what it's all about for me. And you guys are very important to me. I want to keep you happy, keep you coming back for more. And so with that in mind, uh, we're going to do a shorter episode today, but I wanted to let you guys know a couple of things that are that are going on this week. Um, many of us are planning to board a plane either to Vegas or to uh, Paradise Island in the Bahamas either to play in the WPT Championship or the World Series of Poker Paradise event. So I posted a poll on Twitter. By the way, if you're not following me on Twitter, it's at Clayton Comic. And I always appreciate any follows that I happen to get from the listening public. I asked how many of you are going to the win, how many of you are going to the Bahamas, and how many to my mom's house. Over 3,600 views of this poll, and the results are in, guys. 46% are going to the win. It looks like the WSOP, they do have some big-name pros going down there. I know at least one, Phil Helmuth, namely, is planning to play in both the Bahamas and the WPT main event. So he's putting on a lot of frequent flyer miles. I don't know that I'll be able to do both. I never even considered doing both. I didn't even realize that it would be possible. But if you look at the schedules, you could theoretically leave the Bahamas, get to Vegas, and you know register for the main event. I guess Phil might also play the million-dollar one-drop tournament, too. Anyway, I'm not going that crazy. I will be at the win. I've made my decision, and I, I don't want to miss the WPT Championship this year. I'm very excited to play in that. And so are 46% of the people who answered my poll. 6.6%, that's the total, going to the Bahamas for the WSOP Paradise. Now, this is an informal poll of just my 
Twitter followers and people that happen to see my tweets, and a full 47.4% are going to your mom's house, LOL. So those were the three choices I gave. Win WPT, Bahamas WSOP, and your mom's house, LOL. So the overwhelming winner of this poll is your mom's house. So no surprises there, but I am a bit surprised that the Bahamas WSOP share is as low as it is. Honestly, with the incentives that they're having, you know, if you get X number of caches between the two series, or if you make X number of final tables or win X number of bracelets, you get these, you know, just added funds. So I'm surprised that more people aren't enticed by that. But I think just, you know, the huge guarantees at the win, namely the $40 million ridiculous $40 million guarantee for a 10K, I think is just too good for most of us to resist. And not to mention the fact that last year at the win, they put on a show. I mean, they really taught everyone how a tournament series should be run. So I'm looking forward to all of that professionalism and some really good poker action beginning next week. And I'm hoping that I'll be able to grab some of our pros to come and talk to me about the tournaments while I'm there. Last weekend, by the way, our very own Derek Killingbird Tenbush was playing day two of the $2 mystery bounty that was part of the winter online super series. It was a $2.50 buy-in, $100,000 guaranteed mystery bounty. And our boy Derek Killingbird Tenbush made the final table. So he's sitting around playing in a a number of tournaments. Of course, also the TPE free roll, courtesy of ACR Poker. But yeah, he got really deep. Obviously, I think he got seventh or eighth place. He won like six or seven hundred dollars on a two dollar buy in. So, you know, kudos and congrats to our guy, Killing Bird, who did all that in a non sober state which to me is even more impressive. I'd say that made for one of the best streams he's ever had on twitch.tv slash killingbird. And I hope that you were there to uh, party with us that night. It was very exciting seeing Derek go so far. Uh, He collected a number of mystery bounties, but all of them were the minimum prize, which I believe was $7.50. So there was a $10,000 top mystery bounty prize. And uh, yeah, our guy did not win that one. Anyway, good times, but bad news. This Sunday, we cannot do the TPE free roll. There is no free roll this Sunday, December 3rd, because no one is available to host it. We hope to return with another free roll for you guys on December 10th. Keep watching this space for all your updates, as well as the TPE Discord By the way, guys, we've had a lot of really interesting convos later, including our own Linger Longer. And if that rings a bell, Linger Longer was the winner of the uh, prestigious tag team giveaway last summer. He won the opportunity to be my tag team partner in the World Series of Poker tag team event and didn't even get to play a single hand because I busted on hand number one. Anyway, enough about that. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about what Linger Longer is up to these days. He was sharing stories of wreaking havoc in his local card room where he decided to slow roll someone for no reason at all, which made me want to ask all of you, have you ever done that? Have you ever just woken up in the morning and chosen violence and decided 
to just slow roll somebody out of the blue for no reason whatsoever. Because if you have done that, you're my new hero. No, I'm just kidding. But I I can't think of a time when I ever did that. All the slow rolls in my career were well-deserved, believe me. It's one of the most exhilarating feelings in poker is to have an absolute jerk at your table and then slow roll him when he least expects it. I've done that a handful of times over the many years that I've been in this game. But generally speaking, we don't advocate that sort of bad behavior. Linger longer, you should be ashamed of yourself. Anyway, guys, if you're not yet on the TPE Discord, get on it now. Click the link in the description of this podcast and you can share your own stories about slow rolling some guy who absolutely didn't deserve it in the TPE Discord. Join the fun. All right, let's get into some strategy here. I've been tinkering around with GTO Wizard. I absolutely love this tool. I know I've been talking about it now for a few weeks, but I got to let you guys know this is an absolute game changer. One of the best things to ever happen to my poker game. I mean, you can click on study at the top of your screen and then you can study any spot you want. You can type in it's a tournament. I have 200 big blinds. Uh, There are limps possible. This is the action, what the under the gun player did, what the next player did. And, you know, just go right down the line. They also offer live coaching with actual pros. Practice mode where you can actually play against a GTO opponent and immediately learn where your leaks are. This is what you're doing wrong. You can look at the range builder tool to practice range construction and figure out what hands you should be playing and in what way at different spots. And on and on and on. You can upload your hands and the GTO Wizard program will use artificial intelligence to analyze your play. It is absolutely a game changer. But for me, the main thing about it and the reason why I'm advocating for it over all the other tools out there is this one is simple to use. Within minutes of signing up, I was using it. I was figuring things out. It's not hard. It's very user-friendly, which is what I like most about it as a non-tech person. I'm kind of a fish when it comes to technology. So uh, I'm really happy that there's finally a tool that I understand and can use. Um, I used GTO Wizard to try to analyze the two hands that we went through on last week's episode. But as you'll recall, they were multi-way Pots And the artificial intelligence programs and the solvers out there are not exactly able to provide exact solutions yet for spots with so many different variables. You know, you've got different stack sizes, different players, different positions, and it's just not there yet. But there was a question last week that I was able to put into the solver, which is my pre-flop play. You may recall there was... An open from third position in the in the low jack and then a pretty decent reg in the high jack called. And then the action folded to me in the big blind and I had about 40 big blinds and I had the ace of hearts, nine of hearts. I opted to call, but I think on last week's episode, I said that you could possibly put this into your squeezing range if you wanted to. You know, it's a hand that flops pretty well. You would have a lot of continues if you flop an ace or a nine or some hearts, stuff like that, Um, but that I normally would not put this hand into my squeezing range pre-flop. I thought it was a little too good to squeeze with, but not quite good enough to squeeze with, if that makes sense. 
and the solver agrees with me, actually 100% of the time, the play is to just call and see the flop, closing the action and see the flop from out of the big blind. I did find that interesting, and I think that the hands we're about to go over this week will lend themselves much better to the type of analysis that GTO Wizard is designed to do. So let's get into some new hands. We are done with the tournament that we've been studying over the last few weeks, but I want to move on to another tournament, and this one is uh, the Big Ten on ACR Poker. It's a $22 buy-in with very slow levels. I believe the levels go up every 15 minutes, and they are very slow. So they don't skip any levels. It's not a super turbo. It's a very long tournament. I believe there are six hours of late registration. So there are several tournaments of this type on ACR Poker. So if you're the type of person that likes to play the Monster Stack or the Marathon in the World Series of Poker, this is your game. You know, you like the slow structure and you're in no hurry to get the thing over with. So in the first hand I want to go over today, we're around level six or seven. The first level is 100, 200. Uh, at this point, the blinds are 350 and 700 with the 70 ante. And at this point in the tournament, the average was 53,000. And you start with 50,000 in chips. So you can see what I mean by a deep, slow structure. We had 58,000. So we're doing pretty well. We're a little above average here. Uh, the hijack min raised off of a 35 big blind stack to 1400 and i was in the cutoff i have my 80 big blinds and i have the king of diamonds queen of clubs i opted in this situation for a very small three bet so he made it 1400 and i raised it to 4000 so that's a small sizing and i want to talk about why i did that raise sizing i didn't want to go bigger because the original razor only had 35 big blinds. I also didn't want to just call because I didn't want to play a five-way pot with king-queen offsuit. I don't think it's a hand that flops well multi-way. I felt like taking charge of the hand, three betting small, still might allow everyone to check to me on every flop. So that's kind of what I'm going for here. I would like to have the lead in the hand, as we used to say. So he made it two big blinds and I basically three bet to five point, what is it? 5.7, 5.8 big blinds. So it's a pretty small three bet by me compared with what I might normally do, but I'm in position and I really don't mind a call with king, queen, build a pot in position with superior cards. That's Alex Fitzgerald. So I tried that and the blinds folded. It went all the way around back to the original razor who calls. So we got what we wanted. We're in position. Hero with the king of diamonds, queen of clubs, and with 9,500 in the middle, and villain with only 21,000 in his stack for an SPR of 2.2, the flop comes five of diamonds, five of hearts, two of spades. So five, five, deuce, rainbow, and opponent checks to the razor. I decided to put in 4,200. Remember, opponent only has 21K in the stack, and he does make the call. Now, at that point, the pot is 18,000, and my opponent only had about 17,000, so just under a pot size bet remaining. And the turn came the Jack of Diamonds. So our board is now Five of Diamonds, Five of Hearts, Deuce of Spades, Jack of Diamonds, Hero with the King of Diamonds, Queen of Club, 
for no pair, no draw, opponent checks, and you guys know what I'm going to do. I shove, you know, I'm playing this like it's pocket kings, pocket queens, and this is exactly how I would play those hands, especially when that jack shows up on 4th Street. I'm very happy to shove and hope that my opponent somehow hit a jack, or maybe he floated on the flop with like an ace jack suited or something to that effect. Anyway, I shove and he called very quickly with pocket sixes and wins the pot. So I wasn't happy. I lost half my stack in that hand. Well, almost anyway. And then on the very next hand, guys, remember this is a $22 buy-in Big Ten tournament on ACR poker. At this point, I have 32K and the average is 53K. More importantly, this is the very next hand after I just lost half my stack bluffing with King High on a paired board. So my M is 20. I have 45 big blinds. I'm obviously not in any dire straits or anything early on in this tournament. The action folds to me this time in the hijack, and I've got the Ace of Spades, Queen of Diamonds. Of course, we're going to open with this hand. I make it 1400 and the action folds to the small blind with 55000 so he's got us covered, and he three bets to 3850 So it looks like maybe I've started a trend at this table of very small three bets, even when players are out of position. The big blind folds, and the action is on me with ace of spades, queen of diamonds. Now, if you told me you want to keep on raising here, I'm not really going to debate you on that one. But my real question would be, do you want to get all 45 big blinds all in pre-flop with ace-queen? I mean, I think a lot of times when you do that, you're absolutely crushed. Ace-king and big pairs are pretty much the only hands nowadays that are willing to get all in like that with such a big stack. So that's why I decided to just go for a call. I'm in position. I've got ace-queen off. I have a terrible image because I just lost a previous pot. Although, to be fair, guys, in online poker, you never know how many other tables one of your opponents might be playing. So how relevant my table image, as it were, uh, happens to be. I don't really know how relevant that ends up being. But I decided to call, and now with 9,000 in the middle, the flop comes ace of hearts, nine of diamonds, five of spades. Ace, nine, five, rainbow, hero with the ace of spades, queen of diamonds, and the pre-flop three better, the small blind, C-bets, 2,500 into the 9,000 pot. And the action's on me with the top pair queen kicker. I don't know. I mean, uh, you could certainly make a case for raising. My hand is probably good, although certainly pocket aces and ace-king are hands to worry about. I don't know whether the small blind would three-bet with pocket nines, but I think that most of the time the solver would. There's just something about the exact situation I was in here, guys. Like, I felt like a wounded animal and almost like the small blind was a vulture trying to attack me after I had just lost half my stack in the previous hand. Now, he may not have even seen that because maybe he's got 38 other tables open, but it just felt to me like he was kind of picking on me and that he was trying to kick me while I was down And I don't really recommend this strategy. Many times players who lost a big pot are not good candidates to bluff. (laughs) You know, usually when people lose a big pot, they steam up and they start playing too loosely. 
But either way, I have to acknowledge that there's a great possibility this whole thing was in my head and this guy was just playing whatever he had the way he would normally play it. So he's betting 25. I decided I want to keep his bluffs in and I will forego the opportunity to stack him when he's got like ace-jack, right? I mean, of course, there are hands that he would be betting here that I can beat that are not bluffs. But I want to keep the bluffs in along with those inferior ace-x type of hands and also fade the somewhat remote possibility that a pair of aces is no good. So with all that in mind, I decided to play it slow and just call. And now with 14,000 in the middle, the turn comes the tray of clubs. So we've got a Badoogie board, ace-nine, five-tray, hero with ace-queen, and the small blind fires again, this time betting 8,000 into the 14,000 pot. Now, here's the thing, guys. This bet leaves him with only 16,500 or so behind. So it's a chunky bet. It's a good portion of the pot. It's over half the pot, but it's also one-third of my opponent's remaining stack. So I wasn't super comfortable with what was going on, but let's be honest, are we really ever going to fold an ace-queen in this situation? I don't think so, so I call, and now there's 30K in the middle, and I've only got 16,500 left. Yeah, I misspoke a minute ago. I meant that I'm the one, we're playing my stack because I'm the one who lost the previous hand, so he's got us well covered. He's playing 55K, and we start with 32K. But yeah, the effective stack is only 16.5. It's just mine, not his. And the river's the four of hearts for a final board of ace, nine, five, tray, four, with no flush, and opponent shoves. So, I mean, look, I've got just a half pot size bet left. I didn't call on the flop and turn to fold now. So I close my eyes and make the call, and opponent shows king jack offsuit, for no pair, no draw at any point in the hand. So I thought that was a fun one. Got those chips right back. The ones I had bluffed off in the previous pot were bluffed right back to me by another opponent. So let me know what you guys think about this hand. You can find me on Twitter, at Clayton Comic. You can also reach out on the TPE Discord anytime you like. And then for next week, of course, we'll run these two hands through GTO Wizard. They're heads up. Both hands are heads up, so it should be a lot easier to get solver output that we can actually use for the podcast next week. And by the way, guys, if you're curious about GTO Wizard, there's a link in the description of this podcast where if you click it, you can save 10% off your first purchase. I'm telling you, this is the best tool I've ever used to study and practice poker. So I hope to see some of you in Vegas next week. I can hardly wait to get out there myself. And for everyone here at Tournament Poker Edge, with special thanks as always to our very generous sponsor, ACR Poker, I'm Clayton Fletcher. Thank you so much for listening. I wanna hold them like they do in Texas plays. Fold them, let them hit me, raise it, baby, stay with me. Log in, intuition, play the cards with babes to start. And after she's been hooked, I'll play the one that's on her heart.
done And baby, when it's nothing, it's not rough It isn't fun, fun Oh, whoa, 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 whoa I'll get a heart, show her what I got Oh, whoa, 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 whoa I'll get a heart, show her what I got Everybody, everybody knows she can't read a mouth. Oh, the 